Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Mark Hemingway. And Mark, President Obama hosting a big town hall meeting on guns, and the NRA is not going to be a part of it. Doesn't that kind of summarize where we are, which is that the president is only going to be talking to himself and the people who already agree with him? Uh, that's exactly right. And and I, I after what Obama has said recently, I, I can't imagine why the NRA would think why he would think the NRA would want to appear with him on uh, in his January 1st radio address. The uh, he said the gun lobby is loud and well organized and it's in its defense of effortlessly available guns for anyone. The rest of us are going to have to be just as passionate and well organized in our defense of our kids. Now, I'm sorry. Did he just say that the NRA doesn't care about the safety of children? And further, when has the NRA's position been effortlessly available guns for anyone? I mean, that is absurd. As recently as August, the NRA was um, backing a, uh, a, um, an a measure by John Cornyn in the Senate to enhance background checks to deal with mental illness. I mean, this is just preposterous. I mean, he's done nothing but disingenuously demonize the NRA. And I think that Americans can easily see through the president's you know, rhetoric on this. I want to get to what it means to demonize the NRA in just a second, but let's go back. So the President of the United States says that the NRA's position is felons should be able, once they get out of prison, to walk down to a convenience store and get an AK-47. He honestly is telling Americans that that's the NRA's position. Number one, uh, it, it, did I get that right? Number two, do you think he believes any of that? Well, I, you know, I honestly don't think so. I mean, he doubled down on that after he he went came out with his executive actions for for uh, gun control. He said a violent felon can buy the exact same weapon over the internet with no background check, no questions asked. Well, that is not true. Um, you can't buy a gun online unless you go through a federally licensed firearms dealer and you know background checks and all that stuff are involved. What you can do is you can you know arrange something online and then meet in person and illegally exchange a gun, uh, you know, but again, that's already illegal. And, and what are you going to do? By, by that standard, you know, uh, any, any illegal thing is enabled by the internet, you know, <laughs> prostitution, drug dealing. Right. I mean, you can't, you can't deal with that without basically banning the internet. Oh, no, no, so, no. And the point is when he says a uh, felon can buy a gun over the internet, no, uh, it, it's illegal for a felon to buy a gun, period, except for correct. specific circumstances. So what he's saying is it's physically possible to do it. Well, you know, it's physically possible for a pet felon to kick in the window of a gun shop and steal all the guns, too. That doesn't mean it's allowed by law or that the NRA supports it. But, Mark, how much do you think the White House understands and how much do you think the people of America understand that when the president is attacking the NRA like this in the, quote, gun lobby, he's attacking the millions and millions of members of the NRA and the millions more of Americans like me who aren't members, but who support the Second Amendment and see the NRA as a uh, ally of my rights in the public sphere. Right. No, you're 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 definitely onto something there. And, and uh, you know, the idea that four point five million NRA members are, you know, uh, are, are somehow um, pro murder. Yeah, pro murder is, is just absurd. Um, but, but 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 let's go back to the felon thing for a second here. Now, first of all, you know, since since when is Obama concerned about you know violent felons? Because um, <laughs> first of all, if they're violent felons, why are they still on the streets? Second of all. 
Um, Obama just, with great fanfare, went through this whole thing where they announced that they're not going to, you know, they're going to ban the box. They're going to not ask for the past criminal histories of prospective federal employees. And this has been a big Democratic initiative across the country to stop asking people about their criminal history. Democrats for a long time now have been trying to restore voting rights for felons. And I'm sorry, if you are okay with felons uh, um, handle, you know, taking jobs where the public trust is paramount and you're OK with them, you know, using their having voting rights, then why on earth would you deny them their Second Amendment rights? I'm beginning to suspect that, you know, if this is the case, that Obama just doesn't want anybody to have guns, you know, let alone law abiding mm -hmm. citizens who uh, have sound judgment. You know, I grew up in South Carolina. Uh, I uh, wrote a chapter in the recent book, Christmas Virtues, about the year that I was nine years old and I got a shotgun for Christmas. And uh, so I've been around guns and I've been in the gun culture all my life. And yet I'm not what I consider, and I mean this lovingly, as a gun kook. That is people who, you know, get gun magazines and spend a lot of time. Going, Me, every once in a while I go hunting and that's about it. And I understand why people say from urban communities, people who haven't been around the gun culture, would find people like my Uncle Arthur Joe you know, a little off-putting. But what's so frustrating to me, Mark, is that there are areas of commonality that we could build on, for example, on mental health issues and gun ownership, if the president were actually talking, like having a conversation, as opposed to doing what he's doing now, which is plain old-fashioned propaganda smear and attack. It bothers me, even though I don't agree with the president on much stuff, that my president is having a topic about something that's a life or death issue, and he's completely left me out of the conversation. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. He's decided that the way to advance this debate is to just completely polarize people and, you know, engage in fear mongering. Uh, and I, that, that's just not a winning strategy. I mean, as we've seen, you know, he's sending gun sales through the roof mm -hmm. by, you know, encouraging this paranoia and, and justifying it, frankly. Um, and it, but again, you know, the, it really is one of these things where, um, you know, the people that are most against guns, for, for the most part, are just largely unfamiliar with them. I and mean, there are all kinds of risks associated with everyday things, you know, as we know, right. swimming pools, cars, you know. So the idea that uh, that we're singling out guns in particular, uh, um, you know, I, I just I find it really baffling because there isn't a lot of evidence to support that the availability of guns relative to historical norms in the U.S. is causing any sort of problems for us, you know, beyond the you know obvious, which is to say that you know life is dangerous and people have always had weapons and people have always murdered each other. And I think that President Obama is counting on the idea that him making the tearful argument, oh my gosh, look at these dead children, which by the way is a powerful argument and I tear up when I think about what happened in Newtown, is going to swamp your argument that we just live in a dangerous world and look at the math as gun ownership has gone up the past 20 years, uh, gun crimes have gone down. He thinks he's got the politics on his side. Mark Hemingway, isn't he right? You know, on a superficial level, I mean, that will move certain people. But I mean, I have a feeling he's already preaching to the choir and that the people that are, you know, really don't think analytically about this and just react emotionally without understanding the facts involved in gun ownership and, and the risks that they do really present uh, are probably already, you know, uh, in favor of stricter gun laws. You know, he needs to persuade people, you know, particularly people who are already gun owners, um, which, by the way, includes a huge percentage of, you know, the Democratic base. Mm -hmm. So I 
I just don't see this, you know, working to his advantage. And, you know, as we've seen, you know, since Sandy Hook, it's not like people have stopped buying guns. If anything, gun sales have gone through the roof since then. You know, if there were a time where people would have been, you know, moved by the, you know, the the mass shooting issue, uh, you know, that, that issue is, is kind of past. Um, and frankly, I think that a better president who had engaged in more sincere rhetoric on this issue had a window of opportunity to, to do something productive. I, and like I said, the NRA was supporting enhanced background check measures as recently as August. Um, I don't think the, the gun lobby is un, when gun owners are unwilling to come to the table and talk about what we can do to stop this. But nobody trusts Obama and they have good reason not to. And I can't think of a better note to end the conversation right there. And once again, what a shame. This is a conversation I'd love to be a part of. And my president has disinvited at least half of our, my of his fellow Americans from being part of it. But he not in the uh, Weekly Standard podcast. Mark Hemingway, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.